to Loving Young Professionals podcast. Today, we actually have a twofer. We have the wonderful Zach Ewing and wife Abby Ewing. Zach is with UFP. I said that, right? UFP Industries, yep. And you guys are up in Blanchester, right? We are in Blanchester, Ohio. Gotcha. And then what exactly do you guys do there? So we make uh, pallets and crates uh, in business-to-business sales for other manufacturing plants that ship their product. So when you say pallets and crates, you mean like the storage stuff, right? Correct. Like, what it would ship in. What, okay. what what another business's widget would ship in. Okay. Another business's widget. Just imagine boxes of widgets being shipped Widget out. is a highly professional manufacturing <laughs> term for whatever they make. <laughs> I believe it. I feel like that's something we can add a definition to at the end of this. So most people that we have these conversations are like business to business or like business consulting, consultants, marketers, freelance, which is all great. Like no offense to anyone else has been on the podcast for, but you're actually in manufacturing, right? Yep. Now what's that like in Loveland, Ohio? Is there a lot of manufacturing? There isn't much manufacturing here in Loveland, Ohio. It's, this is very much a, I, I guess, touristy economy with the bike trail. Um, obviously all the bars and restaurants here, it's more of a destination, not really a place where you'd go to do manufacturing. Um, a lot of the manufacturing around the area is really North Sharonville, um, Hamilton, uh, South Florence is a huge manufacturing. Erlanger is a big spot. Um, and those are all areas that we do hit on a regular basis. And then obviously everybody knows that Dayton is a, is a big manufacturing area as well. Um, so those are kind of a lot of the air, local areas that we do hit every day. Gotcha. So you guys picked where you are because it's like the crossroads between a bunch of these different Correct, correct. Gotcha. But you're not originally from Loveland. No, no. I'm uh, from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan originally. Gotcha. Uh, then went to college down in the lower part of Michigan, so everyone just kind of follow your hand. Right. We'll open up the hand, so you're up there and down there. But you're from the Upper Peninsula. Now. Correct. Now, there's a lot of cultural differences, I would assume, right, going from the... There is. There is. Loveland. It's uh, it, Here in Cincinnati, you get all four seasons, <laughs> um, but you kind of get... You kind of get a lot of the, the fall and you get a lot of spring in northern michigan you get um a lot of winter <laughs> and is that just it just winter. uh so winter generally lasts from october to april and it's a different kind of winter too. it is it is uh so i kind of laughed this past year you know it was like the biggest snowstorm in loveland yeah. in 10 years and Had we got what kid, 15 right? 15 20, whatever we got like 15 inches of yeah, snow or something intense. so up north generally on average uh, my hometown generally averages anywhere from like 168 to 190 <laughs> inches of snow a year. That's a couple feet. Yeah. So now that's standing snow. So what do you do there during the dead of winter? Well, uh, like I've like I kind of have told Abby before, you get so much snow that there's things to do. You can sled, you can snowmobile, you can go snowshoeing, skiing, and make a day of it. Uh, we're here sometimes, unfortunately, yes, our winters are much shorter, but you have to sit inside for four months, months and watch it be gray and miserable. Because it's not part of our culture. We don't have it Correct. as like something that's kind of built in. That makes a lot of sense. Even so, though we do have a ski shop here in Loveland, Ohio, you'd think it's a, a big like ski destination with like the the ski shop here downtown. Yeah, for sure. Just in case you need a snowboard for our like slate rolling hills through Loveland, Ohio. Correct, yeah, correct. That makes sense. And Perfect North is not really that close. No, it's not a great shop either. I just say that because I'm anyway. We'll talk about that next podcast. So, um, what else? Was, what else do we have from this segment, Alex? Uh, cool. So. Follow-up question. Being from Upper Peninsula, have you ever seen a moose before? I have never seen a moose before, like live. Okay. Um, but I have seen a few bears. 
Oh, that's terrifying. Bear, black bears, I'd hell kind of anybody. They're really just, unless they're around there like their cubs or they think they are in danger, they're really just furry raccoons that really <laughs> yeah. just try to get into their trash cans. <laughs> they really just try to get into your trash cans or your bird feeders. So you, but you've seen them like around your house before? Yeah, there's, and then, yeah, they're, they're, they kind of come into the backyard from on occasion and, it's kind of hang out. What do they yeah. do? My, my, like, hey guys, so recently, kind of a kind of a side story. Recently, my there's been one at my parents' house. Recently, do like, they just move in? They just kind of hang out. My dad says it's the laziest bear. He kind of just comes <laughs> in and naps under the shade. <laughs> Are you serious? That's a thing. Yeah. He's like, hey, do you? They love donuts. Just give them some donuts. Apparently, Mixologist says, just hang out with a bear drinking beer. That's crazy. Things like mm-hmm. that. You played hockey, right? Correct. Now, did you play hockey in high school? I did. Did you play in college? I did not. Okay, gotcha. I, would, I wasn't that good, unfortunately. <laughs> no, you're good. People always joke whenever we talk about hockey. My wife actually played hockey for like four years in like elementary school. Oh, and really? Yeah, so she's way more of a badass than I am, apparently, is what it boils down to. Um, but that's another fun sport that I always like to watch. I could never play, though. It's like rugby. It's just, it looks really intense. I'm like, <laughs> I just couldn't touch it. But, no, it's awesome. So, you're, now you're in the manufacturing space. Yep. So... I mean, you're in Loveland, Ohio, and mm-hmm. when people think of Loveland, they don't typically think of manufacturing. Right? Correct. So, with like the community build, is there more manufacturing here than we probably think, or there there is not so much in Loveland itself, mm-hmm. um, but outside of Loveland, like there's a lot of manufacturing in Sharonville. There's a lot of manufacturing in like the, to the north, Hamilton. Um, Florence has a, a ton of manufacturing, mm-hmm. um, and there, we have customers, we have customers down there, some of our biggest customers, um, obviously Dayton mm-hmm. is kind of known as a, a they rust, got AK uh, steel yeah, and all yeah, that, right? Kind of an old, for lack of a better word, like a rust belt city, mm-hmm. but they still are heavy in manufacturing. Um, so that's kind of our, our main target areas. We do, we do ship into Cleveland. Um, we do ship into Indianapolis a lot, actually from here. It's mm-hmm. actually a really good, uh, really good lane for us. So, um, that's kind of, kind of our, our target area. We, mm-hmm. we do go down to, uh, Louisville a little bit. Um, and then that's where we're kind of looking to expand currently is maybe a customer based in, into Louisville and things like that. Nice. But, so uh, you're kind yeah. of using Cincinnati as like a hub, following all the different major highways out of here and supplying to those companies. Correct. And we have 150 locations across the U S oh now. So, um, we have, so we kind of try to any, any, there's not a section in the country now that we can't get to, whether it's from Cincinnati or whether it's, you know, we have a hub in South Bend, we have a hub and are the closest one from here South would be, uh, Morristown, Tennessee, okay. which is kind of like Nashville area. Gotcha. Now where are you, where is UFP headquartered? UFP is headquartered in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yep. So that's, that's the all so ties back That's how, that's how it all got started. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now I know we actually have another podcast called making trade sexy that we go out and we interview people in manufacturing or welders, plumbers, technicians, things like yeah, that. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> Whenever you're welcome. In. Um, so one of the things we always hit on is like, we feel like, and this could just be us, that there's a lot of dialogue happening in the high schools and with parents kind of taking kids away from manufacturing. They're saying, go get college degrees. And I mean, for me, it worked for you. It worked for a lot of people. It worked. But there's a lot of people that are feeling like they're forced into the college pathway versus manufacturing and teaching trades and skills can be a separate direction. What have you seen with like the employees coming into the market? Are you still getting good young workers or is it mostly people that are kind of like on the brink of retirement? That's actually who we who like are we try to target mm-hmm. 
Um, we actually do go, we'd put on, we put on a uh, little, like I call them seminars or, you know, at Blanchester high school, Clinton Massey high school, um, those high schools in that area, because the reality of it is, is that not everybody is going to go to college mm-hmm. and, you know, you see a lot of these kids coming out now that don't have skills to do anything, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's, it can be a challenge, but if you can bring someone in, that's a little bit younger, you know, and teach them and they usually stay for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. But so we've had success doing that instead of maybe bringing in someone who's been around, um, more often than not. But, uh, that's kind of the target that we've gone after. And, and we are now the second biggest employer in Blanchester. Really? Yep. That's awesome. I didn't know that behind, um, well, they used to be called Showa. Now they're called I can't even pronounce it. They were they got, American show for a Yeah, they were yeah. American show and yeah. now they're Hitachi Estimo. Oh, really? I yep. didn't know Hitachi yep. about them out. That makes yep. sense. So so now they're they're there. And uh but that's kinda it's kind of the direction we're going. The the I don't know how to really say it. Probably need to edit that out. That's fine. Um but uh the we try to target kind of like a, a younger generation right. to try so that to makes sense. teach them how we want them to work as opposed to somebody that's maybe more or less set in their ways. Right. So you find someone who doesn't necessarily have the skill set, but has the culture, the attendance, things like that, and then train them on the different skills. Correct. Correct. Cause like, you know, the, the kind of the theory is somebody who's a little bit younger doesn't have any developed bad, the habit, bad habits, the bad habits yet, so that's, to speak. That's so. the one thing in manufacturing. So we have a staffing firm. So we talk to all, that's the one thing we always hear from clients is like, if I can get someone who has the personality, the cultural fit that doesn't have the bad habits, I'll hire them right now. Mm-hmm. But it's the bad habits side of it. So then you hire skilled trades where you're at too, right? So people like carpenters, is that someone? For no. You so we, it? we don't actually hire any skilled tradesmen. We are, uh, we just hired general labor, uh, anyone with like machining type of experience. So it's, we're kind of a unique company. Um, we don't we don't have any like uh, like uh, carpenters or mm-hmm. pipe fitters or anyone actually in the skilled trades. Right. What we do is we hire pretty raw, mm-hmm. and then we train them to how we need them trained. Need them trained, right? That for to fit our needs. Right. So we know one of the things that we've seen with level young professionals, I think we brought you guys up as an example a couple of weeks ago is now we're very quickly turning to level and young parents versus level and young professionals. That's right. right. <laughs> because now we're all popping out kids. Right. So, so the families at home that the, the young parents are listening to this, we should probably have a different dialogue with our kids to say, Hey, if college isn't an option, that's fine, but make sure you learn a trade or go into skills. Yeah. And, and for anyone who, you know, they think like you know with whether it's college or they have to have a skill to get them to do something whether mm-hmm. it's you know uh, like plumbing or or carpentry work or something like just to me it's just having a plan mm-hmm. you know i mean you know college i mean I, for a while there I, mean, I didn't think college was really for me because i mean everyone i think every college student goes through that with like oh, what, am I, what am i doing here oh my god it's two gotta, years yeah. In. yeah that was me. i'm retaking this class again yeah calculus you know. was three times yeah, yeah. exactly like, like what am i doing yeah. so um, but as long as like just having a plan, like we have a lot of folks that we hired right out of high school that have now been with us five, six years and, mm-hmm. and don't really plan on leaving and kind of like the, what kind of, I guess the older American story as right. opposed to the new one, right. hiring, working for, you know, I worked, started here at 18 and worked here for 40 years and now I retired. Right. So we've seen uh, some of that, but, um, yeah, just it, it's not everybody has to go to go to college. Actually, I've seen some people who have gone to college and their work ethic isn't nearly the work ethic I've seen of some guys coming out of high school. Yeah, I like my mixologist back there is pointing to himself right now. So I feel like that was what he should have probably <laughs> ended up doing too. 
but oh, that's awesome. So what are some of the challenges that you guys are facing in manufacturing, not just UFP, but manufacturing in general that you're seeing? Right so um, people can be a big challenge. Uh, I don't have to tell you that being in the people business. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, it can be, our, I tell all of our, like when we have trained new supervisors and young managers, I, I tell them all that people will be your greatest challenge and your greatest blessing all at the same time. Absolutely. Because when you have really good people, they are your lifeblood. Mm-hmm. When you have really bad people, they are unfortunately your lifeblood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what, they're your lifeblood. Yeah. So yeah. we always, when we talk to clients, we use A twenty rule, right? Mm-hmm. So 80% of your production is going to come from up at 20% of your associates on your team, right? Yep. Same thing with your headaches. 80% of your headaches are from 20%. It's never the same 20, right? So it's making sure you cut what you need to, but keep, keep on board your top producers. Correct. Correct. And that's what company I work for with the UFP industries. It, it puts a big, um, it, it's a big emphasis on, you know, our people and, and making sure we're treating them well and, and always know that the doors to, man, to the management team is always open to come in and, 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 you know, voice your displeasures about anything, any questions you may have or ask why we do things the way that we do things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a big part of, of what makes us successful and why people do the, you know, good people stay as long as they do. That's awesome. Yes. It's part of your culture. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right. So anything else you want to say about UFP? Yep. Yeah. No, it's a thing. But anyway, so so you joined Love and Young Professionals. Was it four? Alex, uh, are we still recording? Yep. Okay. You joined Love and Young Professionals, was it four years ago? Four years. Nice. And how has that impacted what you guys do? So a lot of people think like, well, you're in manufacturing and you work way out in Blanchester. What, like, how does Love and Young Professionals really help you? Well, it's kind of funny. I've... You know, I, I've reached out to you for my people needs, and if any if any positions are open, or you at least point me in the the nearest express location that can help me. Or I cry with you. Yep, that right. too, that too. Um, recently, uh, and I've found out with like you know maybe other customers in the area too to maybe go after for our business, and then recently we are actually working on a partnership with a. Another level and young professional, uh, Ricochet Marketing. There we go. So shout out to Brian. Um, so we're working on putting something together. So uh, he, at UFP, uh, we're still kind of very old school, very much boots on the ground trying to get people into our to our facility. So he's opening the door uh, to more of a digital marketing mm-hmm. way to get people through social media, uh, something that I, I never really thought of before. Um, it's actually kind of interesting. So he came in and did, our, did a presentation for myself, uh, our HR coordinator, and uh, we had another member of the management team in there. And he did the presentation. We kind of all looked around the room, and it's like, it's almost like creepy. Not 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 what he's doing is creepy. Not what oh, he's no, doing, but just spooky. how Facebook reaches you. Yes. And it's like I actually made the comment during his presentation. I'm like, I feel like we're like stalking people <laughs> it's crazy he did the same thing for my express office and we he left and i was just like that's not good like that's he's like yeah i can target like demographic skills interests i can get, create a different profile and then only target those people who are not wasting money i'm like cool but you can't do that for me right oh you can oh okay, good. that's good yeah yeah, he, he he kind of made it like, oh, like, you know, like you feel based on just like things that you fill out online, like, oh, you have like, you know, a, a two young daughters. Well, here's a pool for two young daughters yeah. that show up in advertising. It's yeah. like, huh. Yeah, I'm getting interesting. Bod, like dad bod t-shirts is my thing right now that like it's called, I forget what's it called, 
uh, classic tees yeah, yeah. on Facebook. And it's like, oh, hey, you're a dad. Here's some dad bod t-shirts. I'm like, hey, I don't need those, but how much are they? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So he's actually impacting your business. Yeah. Business so so we're, we're trying to, we're going to get that hopefully locked down here very soon. And, and hopefully he'll be in, uh, helping us out. So what you're future. saying is people should come to young professionals regardless of their occupation. Absolutely. Yes. Perfect. All right. Yeah, I wanted to kind of mention that too because, like, I feel like I don't. Then let's talk about let's talk about Loveland for a second. Mm-hmm. So again, you guys moved to Loveland. Was it five years ago? Now? Four years ago? We moved here in 2018. 2018. Late 2018. 2017. 2017. Why did you? Other than Loveland Professionals, why did you pick Loveland to live? So I moved here in 2016, fall of 2016, lived in a hotel for a month. Wouldn't recommend that. Um, then moved to Milford and okay. I actually, so I started in Milford, um, and I lived there for until I met Abby and then we, uh, started dating and then, uh, we moved to Loveland in 20 and that, that winter we moved here to Loveland. Uh, I don't know what made us really settle on Loveland. I think we just really loved Loveland Station of all the places we we the walked through, yep. yeah, uh, we liked that apartment the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we discovered like, oh my gosh, we actually know some people here. Mm-hmm. And then we got on with Loveland Young Professionals, which is the best organization in the world. <laughs> and uh, it, we just kind of started to slowly make our life here. I guess then we bought a home mm-hmm. in 2019, and uh, we have great neighbors. This is a great community and. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, it's starting to kind of feel like home to us now. Yeah, it's crazy. It gets in your blood. We were the same story. Like, we were up in the Nantucket. We were like, the environment's great. I'm like, you should go to Loveland. I'm like, what's Loveland? Yeah. And I went there. I'm like, this place isn't real. I'm like, this is like Stars Hollow. Like, yeah. I'm waiting for like, because we even got like a little bar. Like, I'm like, yeah. where's the guy with the beard? But yeah, it's it's a crazy little town for that too. Yeah, we moved here actually. So we didn't really get the full Loveland effect for about like the first year because we moved here to Loveland. I want to say a month or two after the great fire. Oh yeah. So we moved here and everyone's talking about Loveland is this big place. And it's like, there's like two places to eat. There's like three bars. There's like, yeah, there's like three. And then everything after the fire happened and now we're like, Oh, this is, this is what everyone, this is what everyone's talking about now. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I see. It's a good spot. Yeah. For sure. It's, it's a great place to be. Nice. Nice. That's common. Well, I think it'll be good. I think too, like with, with with Abby is is now kind of what you mentioned earlier, right? We're going from young professionals to all young parents. So if anyone is in a situation that you were in or somebody else, it is no matter if it's your kids there to get a CT scan or or not. It's nice to know that there is somebody a familiar face there that maybe would make you feel comfortable to say, "Hey, I'm at Children's. What do I need to do? Where do I go? Right? You know what? what what's the next the step? Cafeteria. That you was know? a good realization. Yeah. But yeah. so somebody like, you know, Abby can, can, right. can maybe help with that, you know, right. and yeah, it's just, I mean, what I love to like... cool. Anything else you want to talk about on your segment of love and your professionals podcast? No, I'm going to turn it over to my, to my wife here. Her, her job is far more interesting than mine. So. <laughs> yeah, I doubt that. So, all right, Alex, cue music. <laughs> giggly stage he's the smiley stage he's the rolling over stage he's not driving yet um, <laughs> in his podcast it's like i'm in financial planning no offense Lindsay. there's yeah. there's there's an agenda oh. yeah yeah 
If anyone's from Blanchester's listening, how you doing? No one's got that for you guys. Yeah, then it's like dibs. I feel like I look at like the price of the stroller. It's like that's like half of what my first car costs. <laughs> no, <laughs> if you actually look at it, yeah. you're right because you need the stroller, you need the car seat, you need the car seat base. You probably need two if you both have a car. Yeah. So you're looking at six hundred bucks just to push the kid around the park. It's insane. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, cut, cut it off now. Go ahead. So the mic is the mic is not hot, right? No, turn the mic off. <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll he, he turned his presentation. He goes, uh, but what we'll do is, is we'll link this through your Facebook page. And we looked around. And I'm like, we don't have a, do Facebook. We have a Facebook page. He goes, he, I go, we don't have a Facebook page, Brian. And he's just like, step one, make a- <laughs> <laughs> He's like, are you serious? I'm like, uh, yeah, we don't have a yeah, but seriously. Brian. And I don't know how to do it, but Brian does. So <laughs> outstanding. Outstanding.